this whole one thing has been, it started out as a business plan for me, you know, when I was on the airplane that day, thinking about how I could grow a team and my business. And it's just really transcended into such a larger, it's a life change for us. And it's um, been an amazing tool now as a parent. And just the conversations that we have are amazing, you know, just to help my my boy have a dream and to help him see a path to that dream has just been really awesome. Hey everyone, Jeff Woods here. Two things before we dive into the episode. First, we are hiring an amazing community manager and we would love for this person to come from this community right here. If you are someone or know someone who loves to create amazing content, who loves to engage with a community and wants to manage all of the content creation for the business, then please go to theonething.com slash jobs. And that's with the number one in the URL, theonething.com slash jobs. And also we are on a mission to getting to know you better. And we put together a quick quiz that literally takes less than a minute to complete. If you've not yet done this, please go to theonething.com slash podcast quiz. It'll help us get to know you better so that we can cater the content accordingly. With that, let's get into the episode. This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name's Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing team. This is going to be another really cool episode that frankly, I I got emotional and, and teared up toward the end. Back in episode 117, titled Productive Kids, How to Get Your Children to Live the One Thing, you got to hear the story of Holly and Cade McRae. Holly, the mom, started living the one thing and brought it home and her son, Cade, started living it. Today, you're gonna hear how this 10-year-old plans to get to Broadway living the one thing. And it started because his mom picked the book up in the airport started living it. And before you know it, um, that in conjunction with listening to this podcast, she started asking her son questions that led him down this path of getting clarity on what his goals really are as a 10-year-old. And he put it into a one-page business plan on how he was going to achieve his goal of getting to Broadway in the next year. With that, let's get into this conversation with Nicole and Cooper Hefferman. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like Breakfast on the Go, lunch, snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash O-N-E-5-0 and use code O-N-E-5-0 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Nicole, I want to start with you. How did you get introduced to The One Thing? Well, I started a new business and uh, heard some people talking about The One Thing. And I coincidentally happened to be in the airport and saw the book sitting on the uh, bestsellers 
section. So I picked it up and I read it uh, on the airplane. The whole thing on the airplane? No, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you you only did one thing on the airplane. No bathroom breaks, just the book. <laughs> uh, I did read a little bit of the book and it did take me a minute. It's a, I've kind of read it a couple times. Um, it's a lot to absorb first time around. A lot of ahas. What stood out to you when you went through it the first time that just blew your mind? Thinking bigger and um, really kind of being purposeful with, I don't know, setting a goal for the future and kind of, uh, I think the domino effect was one that really stood out to me the first time I read it. Just kind mm-hmm. of thinking big and going small and just what can I do today to get me there in a month and a year moving forward. And for those of you who maybe are not familiar with what Nicole is talking about, it's the idea that, you know, when you play domino, if you ever line dominoes up, you don't knock each one down individually. You knock one down that lead domino and it sets this cascade off. And we know that over time, it just has this amazing compounding effect that we call the the domino effect. The challenge is most of us have really big visions for our life and we try to focus on doing everything versus just consistently knocking the lead domino down and trusting the fact that over time it will lead to extraordinary results. Where in your life have you seen the domino effect take effect? That if I start to, if I do one little thing that I can then start thinking about the next thing that I'm going to do. So instead of just being overwhelmed by the concept of doing something big, I just bring it down smaller and tackle that one piece first. Can you give us an example of that? When I started my new business, I spent uh, a lot of time after reading The One Thing focusing on uh, what they call the GPS, so basically a goal, my, my big goal, and breaking it down into what could I do today, what could I do this week that could keep me on track to obtain, get to that goal. Hmm. And what would you have done if you hadn't had the framework of a GPS or a one-page business plan? Probably None of it. <laughs> yeah. I, would have, I would have spent some time thinking about it, maybe the dream, I guess, but I really don't know if I would have gotten purposeful with it. And I definitely would not be on pace to hit the goal where I am now. Cool. So what I'm, what I'm hearing you say is, and I know a lot of people struggle with this, they start a new job or they're trying to grow their company. There's all these things they could do. It's super overwhelming. They take massive action and yet they, they're frustrated because they feel like they're a chicken with their head cut off. And here you are, you get clarity that of all the things you could do, if there was only one thing you should do, it'd be to get clarity on your vision. And the one thing you could do for that was to do your GPS, which by the way, folks, if you go to the one thing.com and you click on free stuff, you can get a copy of it. Um, but getting that vision allowed you to really narrow your focus so that you're taking the right activities and now you're making progress toward your goal. Yeah. And that is where I found it uh, was on the one thing.com. I found the free the stuff, free form. stuff page. People <laughs> go <Free> there. <laughs> and uh, quite honestly, it, it wasn't an easy process. You know, it seemed like it was going to be really easy. You know, I got it out and I started just writing. I probably have ripped up that GPS 20 times yeah. and, um, you know, just started really honing in on the goal and thinking bigger, which seems silly. I kind of, my, my goals grew massively when I started breaking them down into, well, I can do this. If I do this this year, I can do this this month and I can do this this week. And uh, it kind of just started really making things seem way more obtainable. That's lovely. I love it. So how did this transfer to you bringing it home to the point where I'm looking at this handsome young man here. Cooper, how old are you? I'm 10. You're 10. Okay. So how did this happen where all of a sudden Cooper starts living the one thing? Okay. So 
of course, my mom starts learning about the one thing on her trip. And then she comes back and she tells me all about it. And I just think, wow, that's really inspiring. That's really cool. So I was like, hey, how can I do this? What was the first thing that she taught you? Yeah, she taught me the GPS. Mm-hmm. So what, what was a goal that you had for yourself, Cooper? To get on Broadway by the age of 11 or 12. Okay, now I'm starting to get why you're well-spoken. <laughs> um, okay, awesome. You look at a goal like that. Is that a goal that seemed attainable to you originally? Not really, no. Okay. So the idea of a GPS for people who are listening to this, it's GPS stands for Goal Priority Strategy. You get clear on a one big goal that you want to accomplish in this year, which for Cooper, I'm hearing you say, get on Broadway, right? Then you identify three priorities. These are major initiatives that individually, priority number one is so big that that priority alone would accomplish the goal. And then there's priority number two and priority number three. So you get three at-bats to, to hit the goal. And then the strategies are the specific measurable actions that you can take to accomplish the priority. Cooper, what, what were some of your priorities? What were some of the things that the initiatives you could take that would lead to you accomplishing your goal? Well, my first priority was to be physically fit, like mentally and physically. Okay. And how, what would you do, need to do, so that you were mentally, mentally and physically fit? Mentally, I just need to have a positive mind space and mindset. And physically, I just have to exercise and be active a lot. What's one thing you can do such that by doing it would make you have the right mindset? Probably being around my friends because they're always very supportive of each other. That's super cool. And and we're also just, we always make each other happy. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Same thing for my mom. (laughs) Mom, what's going through your mind right now? I'm watching your face. I guess I don't know how to say it. This whole one thing has been... It started out as a business plan for me, you know, when I was on the airplane that day, thinking about how I could grow a team in my business. And it's just really transcended into such a larger, it's a life change for us. And it's um, been an amazing tool now as a parent. And just the conversations that we have are amazing, you know, just to help my, my boy have a dream and to help him see a path to that dream has just been really awesome. Yeah, I, I'm sitting here truly in awe um, listening to you, Cooper, because you know I've got two little kids, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And, and when you have your babies, you realize like there's, there's nothing that matters more, at least for me, that's my self-talk. But um, to see you talking like this, Cooper, inspires me, which is really cool. Cooper, I'm curious. So you get clear on the fact that you want to get on Broadway in the next year, have you found yourself, because you have that clarity, saying no to certain things because you're realizing it won't help you go toward your goal? Some things, yeah. What are some examples? I don't know. Maybe food choices. Sometimes I'll be like, no, I'd rather have this Mm -hmm. because that would help me be physically fit. I think I I can step in. I think a choice that you make, maybe you're forgetting right now, um, is be more purposeful with some of his extra free time, which he doesn't have a lot of, but um, kind of realizing that like in our, you know, when we did the 411 and we kind of talked about things he could do on a daily basis that could kind of step forward those, you know, those steps. One was to do uh, warm up his voice 
for 10 minutes instead of um, maybe watching YouTube or playing on the computer. Hmm. Yeah. A 10 year old who is acting (laughs) purposely toward marching toward his goals. I'm just, I am, I'm blown away by this. When we originally did the GPS, the priorities that he chose, I uh, really wanted to make sure that I didn't beg the question. I kind of wanted it all to come organically from him. So I basically just asked him, well, what three things could you do to help you get to Broadway? And so we went through and he chose singing was one Mm -hmm. and dancing was one. Mm -hmm. And then physically fit was the third one. Last night before we were getting going to bed, getting ready for today, we kind of reviewed his GPS. And it was interesting because when I phrased the question the way that you always do. What's the one thing that you could do and such everything else would become easier or unnecessary. The first thing he said was be physically fit. So it was kind of an aha moment that we really kind of needed to re reassess his GPS and realize that that was the first priority. And, and you, I know you've witnessed this being in living your one thing, Nicole, where you have your GPS and you have your 411 and you think you know what your priorities are. And you might've heard me ask the question for six months, are your priorities in order of priority? If you could only do one, would this one be the one that makes everything else easier or unnecessary? And yet sometimes it clicks and you wake up and realize, ah, the priorities have shifted or I now have clarity. And now I know what my priorities really are. Definitely. Since we've been doing this, it's been a constant reassessment. I think that's what's the most fun about it. Originally, it was the goal. And actually, now I think it's more the journey. It's just looking each week at what we accomplished and what we maybe need to kind of review and uh, address and maybe look at differently moving forward for the next week. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Has this journey always been easy for you? No, actually not at all. I can't tell you how many times I listen to you just yesterday, listened to you um, refer to the backside of the 411 as a parking lot and to put all of your to-do items on there. You know, I think for me, um, that's been the biggest struggle with this is really honing in on what one thing I need to do. Um, And I end up making this giant to-do list. And it's Mm -hmm. hard for me to really hone in on what that one thing is. I think that a lot of people probably struggle with that like I do. You know, I don't think it's as clear cut as I think it's Does that make sense? Because sometimes the people you have on, it feels like they've already had such success. Like Tony, you know, these people are just massive. Um, But to bring it down to the everyday person trying to put these things into play, I think is probably going to reach people. I love what you said there, Nicole, because... You know, that, that that's really been one of the greatest gifts of this podcast from our perspective is people read the book and they look at like, okay, that's what Gary Keller does. That's what Jay Papazan does. Can I really do that? I was talking to somebody who um, runs development for a Fortune 500 company. She was just saying, you know, love the ideas yet. We walked away feeling like there was no way we could do it all. And I think what we have at least discovered is that we tell ourselves this story that we have to be perfect. And the truth is, if you commit to mastering living your one thing, it inherently means that you're going to fail every day. I asked Jay, I said, have you ever had a day where you acted perfectly in order of priority? And he said, no. And I certainly haven't. So for every single one of you that's that's listening to this right now, you will fail every day. You heard Nicole say she did her GPS and she's torn it up like 20 times. And this is part of the process when we teach people in Living Your One Thing is it's the road to mastery. It's a constant reflection and you are constantly asking the question, if I could only do one thing, what's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else is easier or unnecessary? 
And every day, because you're the type of person who takes action, you have more clarity and your answers will change. So if you're telling yourself the story that you have to be perfect, we're here to tell you that there is no perfection, there is only progress. The real question is, are you making progress today or not? Back in episode 108, what you can learn about living life from those fighting for it, John Vroman talked about this idea of, you know, we spend so much time talking about our goals. Yet here I here we are, like I'm staring at you, beautiful, beautiful mother, beautiful son, and you've now gotten clarity on the fact that it's not just about you, Nicole. It's about also figuring out what Cooper's goals are. Talk about that a little bit. It definitely has changed the way that I parent because it's not about me teaching him things as much as it is listening to what he wants for his life and uh, helping him see a path to that goal. As well as me having mine at the same time, it's fun because I think he learns to kind of see it happening in my world. So there's just a a different relationship. It's more of a a mutual respect, I think. And it's like Mm -hmm. a support system that we have built in. You know, we we don't focus on what we didn't get done that week. We just try to really focus on what we did get done and and kind of acknowledge what we didn't get done and why. Because that's through this process, I'm finding that the things I don't get done are more telling to me. That becomes the mindset, I guess, and the uh, limiting beliefs that I might have and um, that he might have. Well, look, can we go there? Because I think that's where every single person who's listening to this has some beliefs that are holding them back. What is the single biggest thing that you're telling yourself is true that's stopping you from making the progress that you know you deserve to make? Well, I think Cooper and I just talked about that this week. Sometimes I think it's the fear of what that looks like if you actually obtain it. Mm. Are you talking about the goal or are you talking about living the one thing? No, the goal. Living the one thing is I'll never turn back. Like I I get excited about just getting better at it and really incorporating it into all aspects of my life, doing a GPS for each area, just really breaking down what your goals are in your personal business, in your business, in your job, in your spiritual, in your health. And um, I think that it really starts to help you focus on what one thing you could do each day in each area so that when you go to bed at night, you kind of feel like you gave your day the most. What about you, Cooper? What, what at this point, I mean, gosh, you got so much life ahead of you and it's amazing (laughs) because you're learning this at such a young age, which just blows my mind. What do you think stops you from making more progress? I'd say maybe just because I'm so busy, maybe sometimes I'll just think, oh, I'll do that in like 10 minutes and then I don't. Mm. <laughs> like that's a definitely a stopper. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Can I, can I ask you a, a, a bigger question, Cooper? Yeah. If doing the most important thing is the most important thing, why are you doing anything else? I don't know. Maybe just because, like, it's almost like a pie. That one thing is such a big part, but I have the rest of that pie to fill in. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's always good to have a life where it's not just, where it's not only one thing, because then it's just like, I only care about this one thing 
only ever? What if I told you that it's not about just one thing? What if I told you that it's about one thing at a time? That you do have more than one thing. Of course you do. And are you clear on the one thing that's going to get you to Broadway the fastest? And are you giving yourself permission to simply advance the ball on that first before you go and do everything else? Yeah, I would believe that. Does it make it seem more achievable and doable? Yeah, it does. I think that's why I really tend to want to focus more on the 411, you know, and just kind of the activities. kind of leading to time blocking. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that he understands that I want to fill tons of hours in his day where he just is a kid and he does whatever it is he wants to do, play on the trampoline, whatever it is. But that if he just knocks out that 10 minutes of a day, you know, on the the priorities towards his goal, then he can kind of do it all. Yeah. You can have the path to getting everything you want begins by getting one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. Are you get Are you getting the right things currently? Yeah, yeah, good. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. Well, is there since we're on here together? Is, is there any questions that you have for me where I can help guide you guys? I, I do probably more than him. <laughs> oh, <for sure. laughs> I listen to you every night. You go, Mama. <laughs> and I have uh, notepads, pages of uh, notes from all of the podcasts, and I'm always inspired. I think for me, it's really Choosing the one thing mm-hmm. is can be really difficult. You know, it's it's uh, harder than it sounds. Is that something you're struggling with right now? I struggle with it every day, of course, because you know when I sat down originally, like I said, my GPS was geared towards business. So there's that goal of usually typically a monetary volume, you know, that I need to achieve, and it just seems like then there's the mother in me, you know? So it's kind of like, how do I choose one thing a day if I've got, that's the struggle that I have. Okay, awesome. Well, can I walk you through it? I'd love that. Cool. Of all the areas of your life, page 114 of the book, the seven circles, your spirituality, your physical health, your personal life, your relationships, your job, your business, or your finances, if you could only truly impact change in one first, not that you can't do all of them, but you just got to narrow it down to one to start with, to prove that you can impact the change you want. What's the area you would start with first? It's always going to be my kids. Okay. So relationships. Yeah, for sure. Okay. What's the thing that is missing that makes you say you need to make a change there? I don't know if it's necessarily missing. It's just making sure that I don't put it on the back shelf. Okay. I'm really being cognizant all the time that that time is invaluable. It's really easy to get excited about my business because I'm so excited about it right now, of course, because I'm starting to see the vision and get excited that these goals do seem more obtainable, but that I have to remember to be here and be present for my kids. Where do you see yourself violating that? So a few weeks ago, I started a new rule that if I'm with my kids or at coffee with a friend or a client or anybody, that I just have to turn my phone off, mm. put it in my purse or put it away so that it's it's just not a distraction to me. Since you started that rule, have you violated it? 
sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah nothing's easy. There are habits like yeah. you always talk about, you know, it's creating a good habit. There you go. Because I was going there. People don't decide their futures. They decide their habits. And their habits decide their futures. What is the habit that you need to form that if you formed that, you would automatically be present? You would not be focusing on your business. You would be present with Cooper. The habit would be in direct correlation, I guess, to the phone would be to put it away. Aside from the phone, it's uh, something that I've learned from you, actually, about acknowledging that if I say yes to something, what are the other things I'm saying no to? So that before I choose to say yes, I'm aware of what that time commitment is going to be and I'm ready for it. So if I'm going to spend time with Cooper, I know in my mind that that's what I'm doing for that time so that um, everything else can wait. So let me ask you a question. Which makes the other easier or unnecessary? Does putting the phone away make thinking about the fact that you need to be, that you're about to say yes to Cooper easier or unnecessary? Or does consciously thinking that I need to say yes to Cooper make putting the phone away easier or unnecessary? Which is the habit, the lead habit? Uh, that's a good question. I think with Cooper, it's obvious that it's that I'm going to spend time with Cooper. I think in every other, or my other son, Ryan, in my other areas of life, with if I'm going to walk into a meeting or take a class or meet with a client, it's that I want to give that that opportunity 100% of my attention. Mm-hmm. So that's the habit that I'm kind of forming. That's the goal. Is that a goal or is that an activity? Well, to me, it's been an, it was a goal, but now it's an activity. Like I'm consciously choosing, I'm learning the shift. I'm actually seeing the shift after working on this for a couple months that if I'm going to be in a class, I really want to be there. I want to absorb it. I want, I'm excited about that time for myself or for whatever it is I'm giving that time to. Mm-hmm. So here's, and this is where most people create challenges when it comes to habit formation. They don't get clear enough on the activity. I heard two activities that were very clear to me. One, put phone away. That's the mark of success. When you're about to go spend time with Cooper and Ryan, did the phone go away? If the answer is yes, great. You earn an X on your 66-day challenge calendar. That's option one. Option two is when you're about to go in with Cooper, I consciously ask myself, am I prepared to be here and nowhere else? Am I ready to say yes to Cooper and Ryan and say to, to say no to everything else? What's the one that you can do such that by doing it makes everything else easier or unnecessary? It would be the mental decision that that was going to give that the time that it needs, whatever that is in the moment, it's the shift in my mind that that's what I'm going to give my attention to currently and everything else needs to sit in the background. So this would be my suggestion for you. The one thing for you right now that you will go on a 66-day challenge tracking and you're only tracking this one thing, you get to, you earn your red X every day, not nothing to do with your business, Nothing to do with your health. I think that's not what we're tracking right now. We're tracking whether or not you asked the question, am I ready to say yes to Cooper and Ryan and to say no to everything else? Whether you do say yes to them and say no to everyone else is not the goal. It's whether or not you asked yourself the question. And when you ask that question once during the day, not every time you interact with them, just once, you earn your red X. What do you think happens? roughly 66 days from now? 
well, it obviously becomes easier. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of things happening. I think that my children would probably feel the results to that. I think that they would feel that when I'm giving them the time, that it's 100% their time. Uh-huh. Is this something you're committed to doing? Definitely. It definitely is. Because mm-hmm. even if it's for five minutes in a day, it's that, you know, if they want to have a conversation with me or tell me about something in their day that I'm not listening and looking at my phone or listening and doing something else at the same time. Are you really committed? Like, <laughs> like, like you are so committed, no matter what, you are going to do it every day once. Yes, Jeff, I am. Why do I feel like I'm going to get my 66-day challenge chart out right now? (laughs) There you go. Well, it's about to get uh, even more fun. (laughs) Remember remember that call with Tony DeSello? Yes, I do remember that call. (laughs) Hey, Cooper, can I ask for your help? Yeah, sure. Would you be willing to be your mom's accountability partner? Yeah. What, What would it mean to you if your mom was present with you at least once every day, really present with you? Not answering the phone, not checking email. She just was focusing on you and your brother. I'd say I just feel even more closer to her, even though I'm so close to begin with. Mm -hmm. I mean, she spent the first six years of my life being with me instead of doing anything else. I Uh mean, so yeah. Okay. So here's what I'm going to suggest. Cooper, you're going to hold your mom accountable to printing off a 66-day challenge calendar. Nicole, Nicole, okay. Nicole, when will that be done by? Today. By what time? Well, I head to the, head to the office after this, so I'll do it when I get to the office. Okay. And how will Cooper know when you get it done? I'll bring it home tonight. Okay, Cooper. There you go. And folks, by the way, you can go to the one, that free stuff tab, onething.com slash, and then go, go to free stuff. You'll see the, the calendar there so you can print it out. Nicole, what will you do for Cooper and Ryan when you have completed your 66-day challenge calendar? What will the reward be for them? I feel pretty good about letting Cooper choose that. I'm okay with that. Cooper, what do you want to happen? What would mean a lot to you that if your mom strings together 66 consistent days, she doesn't miss one. She does it consistently. What do you want to do? What's your favorite thing to do? Um, I'd say maybe take bike rides with her or just hang out on general, like the museum. Okay. Bike rides. (laughs) Okay. How about a bike ride to the museum? Yeah. How about that? Okay, cool. So here's the deal. Mom, when she strings together 66 consistent days, um, you guys are going to go on a bike ride to the museum. And if she misses one day, you do not get to go. (laughs) So, so Cooper. (laughs) So, Cooper, here's your role in this. When you see mom at night, ask her, mom, did you ask yourself the question you were supposed to ask yourself? If she hasn't written it down in that moment, she then gets to ask herself that question and she earns her X. You get it? Yeah. And if she misses, she's letting you down. Well, I wouldn't do that. It's not going to happen. There you go. I, I asked if you were committed. Now we're, now we're just making it fun. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's looking at her like you're you're gonna follow through <laughs> here's the deal there's a lot of things that you can focus on in your life right now nicole and when i asked you of all the things you could focus on what's the one that would mean most you said this can you prove to yourself that for 66 days you can focus on nailing this one thing definitely and how, and how will you feel about your ability to earn the right to move on to the next thing after you're successful here? 
it would feel great. It's kind of like a, a clear conscience, I guess. And again, it's the habit too. I think if I can do that habit with the most important people in my life and then it will trickle down and I can make that same choice with my clients, with people that I'm meeting with. Cool. And for folks who are listening to this, you know, when you do a 66 day challenge, it's actually not about being consistent. Um, I've never done a 66 day challenge where I was consistent every day. I also didn't have the right accountability structures in place, which the reason I went here with you, Nicole, is because I feel like you absolutely can do it every day. And if you haven't, by the time you're going to bed, Cooper's going to look at you and be like, mom, did you ask a question? You're like, Ooh, am I prepared to say yes to Cooper and Ryan right now and say no to everything else? Yeah. Boom. Earned it. Earned it. And it will force you doing it every day. So for people, do not tell yourself the story that you have to be perfect every day because most of the time you won't. The only reason I did it here is because I know that by Cooper asking the question, it will inherently set Nicole up to win. Definitely. I mean, it's it's easy to say in the morning, but I think it's in the moment that I'm really going to have to stop and stop myself and ask that question in the moment. Cool. What would you suggest, Cooper? To the parents who are listening to this, who are going, I want my child to get exposed to this. What would you suggest they do to introduce the idea? I'd say that first, they just have to have a talk with their children and say, what is your big goal? And I think that throughout the conversation, they should just help their children like understand what this is and just want and just make their children want to think that their parents don't, they just only care if they think, if they want to do it. And if the children don't, then yeah. What I, what I heard you say, Cooper, is not to bring the book in and shove it down their throat. I heard you say, ask a question. Ask what they want, what their goals are. Be more interested in them than trying to get them to be interested in the one thing. Yeah. It's almost like going back to what my mom said earlier. If you don't know the goals of the people that you love, you haven't spent enough time with them. There you go. That's that's deep. Oh boy. Well, Nicole Cooper, thank you so much for being on here. Yeah, of course. And um, by the way, um, I have a friend who's a producer on Broadway. I'm going to email him and ask him, can you send me, what do you have? Oh, he has everything. <laughs> he's, he's, he's got a webpage. He's done 25 shows. He's, he's, he's done a lot. Mom, yeah. if, you can, uh, if you can email me offline with all his stuff, I'll forward it to him and let's see if we can help get make that dream happen faster. Well, that would be pretty amazing, huh? <laughs> there you go. Well, there you have it. My conversation with Nicole and Cooper Hefferman. Folks, the thing that just, I got emotional um, toward the end. You didn't get to see my face, but we know that in order for you to be productive, you have to have clarity on your priorities. And in order for you to really have clarity on your priorities, you have to have an understanding of what your purpose is. It's conversations like these that help us realize that what we do is founded in purpose. The ability to listen to this and to, to take the type of actions and to realize that by you taking the actions, you're actually impacting other people and you're able to shine a light on what's possible in other people's lives. When that happens, all of a sudden, you live your one thing in a whole different way. In the middle of the episode, we asked you, who's one person that you can help? 
one person that you can encourage to go on their road to mastering their time. For people who are in Living Your One Thing, our membership platform, we teach them that time is an acronym. It's stages that you go through. You start by treading, just keeping your head above water, trying to get it all done. And you eventually move to implementing when you identify a model and a system like we provide in Living Your One Thing. And then once you start implementing, you eventually earn the right to move to mastering where you are mastering it on a personal level like Nicole was doing. And eventually you move to empowering where it's no longer about you living your one thing to the highest of your ability. It's about you empowering others to live their one thing. Where are you in your journey? And how can you, whether it's moving from treading to implementing, or from implementing to mastering, from mastering to empowering. Wherever you are, every single one of you has the opportunity to empower someone right now. The moment you stop listening to this, you can text this to somebody and say, you need to listen to this. And what impact can you make by doing that? We are a community. We are a family. And we are on a mission together to changing the way people take control of their time. Will you play your part? Click that subscribe button so that all future episodes are automatically downloaded to your device. And please, if this has helped you or if any part of living the one thing has helped you, leave a review on your podcast player of choice. We love to see your feedback. And this is where we're finding many of the people that you end up hearing on this show. If you'd like to join us in living your one thing, you can go to the one thing.com slash membership. That's with the number one in the URL, or you can text the word accountability to the number 33444. And that's where we can be your accountability partners in living this at a higher level. Thank you so much for investing your time in this episode. And we really hope that you'll be the type of person that guarantees that you get a return on your investment by taking action. We'll see you in the next episode. 